The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. The agony of defeat. The pain of being a sports fan. You know, listen, there's real problems in the world. I am Gabriel Moranzi. Uh, Sirius XM Channel 159. There's real problems in the world. So these are just games and stuff. But, it, you know, you think about it being a sports fan. There's a lot more sort of misery than there is, like, joy, isn't there? Look at our boy, Matias. He's a Clipper fan, an Atlanta Falcon fan, and a Duck fan. And an Argentinian fan. So Argentina just won. The Ducks have won before. They haven't won in a long time, but they have won. And it actually wasn't that long ago. They won. Uh, the Ducks have won, but you know, there's been a lot of misery along the way. I'm a Buffalo Bill fan. Caused nothing but misery. The Dodgers are always really good, but they don't win enough. Um, but I bring this up because as I see here, the, uh, the game-winning goal in overtime for the Florida Panthers on the highlights there's like a, um, I'm assuming it's a mother and daughter, but there's like a, there's a woman and like a like a 12 year old girl type thing, and the look on their face, they were literally in the front row. So I'm thinking, all right, how much money did you spend? You bought front row tickets. You're right up against the glass. You're near the net, <laughs> and Florida scored the game winner like right in front of them. Next time you see the highlights, so you just notice the you know, and the mother did not take it well. The daughter just sort of looked shocked, like she wanted to cry. And, like, the Panther players were all, like, they banged into the glass right in front of them and stuff. And the mother, like, put her hands over her face and her face into the glass. Like, it was like, oh, my God. Like, And I'm just thinking this poor lady, like, you know, she goes to Florida. Uh, game goes to overtime. Least blow 2-1 goal leads in a game. Just not meant to be for this Toronto Maple Leaf team. There, there's teams like this, right? The Dallas Cowboys and the Leafs are very similar. I think the Bills and the Leafs are more similar. Because, you know, the, the Bills and the Leafs are generally pretty dominant in the regular season. Then just they just hit a wall. And the same thing happens every time. And you think, well, maybe next year it'll be different. And it never is different. It, it never is. Listen, we have sports. We have fans of, of like, all different sports teams listening, listening in. I think of our boy Lucas, our boy John Doe. We've got a couple of Sacramento fans in the house. 
I think you're better off. You know what I mean? Like, look at the Vancouver Canucks. Would you rather be a Vancouver Canuck fan or a Toronto Maple Leaf fan? All right, the Canucks aren't supposed to win every year. The Canucks are stockpiling draft picks, have a bunch of really, you know, good young players. And, like, there's actually a future. You know what I mean? You could say, well, you know what? Who knows what they, you know, maybe we'll see what this, these kids can do. When you're a fan of a good team, like, what do you do? Right? It's sort of like the Dodgers. You know, and it's sort of like, you know, the Dodgers actually did shake things up this year. And so far, it's kind of starting to work out for them right now. Right? People are all mad. Oh, Trey Turner's gone. They didn't replace him. Oh, they don't look at her crappy outfield. They didn't spend any money. And I did say at the time, I was part of that group to bitch a bit, but I also said at the time, I said, you know what? You know, it hadn't been working. Like, you know what I mean? I like Trey Turner. He's obviously an awesome player. They didn't win last year. They had Trey Turner. But they didn't win when they had Max Scherzer. The late night anger management class, the quickest 100 minutes of sports talk radio. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenzi. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. Sirius XM channel 159. We're throwing it down on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Shout out to all of our affiliates, wherever you may be, kicking it uh, with us this evening. We got the big E, Eric Cohen, going to step up, and then we'll talk uh, more NHL playoffs, a little Major League Baseball uh, with Cohen. We haven't gotten into too much uh, baseball um, tonight. I think I will. We will in a couple of minutes. I want to recap the UFC card. It was a really crazy weekend. Kentucky Derby. As I stated, we tell you people, hey, follow me on Twitter, and I'm always posting my picks. And uh, we posted the winner for the Kentucky Derby hours before the race, too. So you had time. There's no no excuse not to see it. I reposted it a bunch of times. I already liked Madge, right? I like Forte, Madge, and uh, Reincarnate. And then Forte was a scratch, and I didn't start thinking, oh, I got to replace and do a bunch of things. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with Reincarnate. I like Reincarnate. And I, I did like Tap It Trice as well. But uh, hitting the 12 to 1 was nice. We've been really up and down. We've had some great picks. Like, you know, you hit the Kentucky Derby at 12 to 1 is great. We told you F1, boom, we killed it. Verstappen actually ended up closing to plus 175. Verstappen wins again. Uh, we even we told you Alonzo would get on the podium. We told you Red Bull would both finish on the podium. So we had a lot of good things. Uh, but then, you know what I mean? It's the old, and I, it's my fault. I've gotten away from what I practiced and, and preached. And if you don't, you don't practice what you preach, then you're just preaching. And that's not good. And um, I always tell people, bet the same amount on pretty much all of your bets. Doesn't mean the exact same dollar amount. Like, you know what I mean? You know, but like, okay, I don't, you know, I casually going to bet $100 on a baseball game. Um, you know, I bet, you know, I like the NBA game. I go 500 Or, you know, I go 250 I go 500 et cetera, right? You have a plan and you stick to it. And then, you know, you'll win more than you lose games. And then, therefore, you're going to make money because you're always betting the same amount of money. Right? But... I've gotten away from it in the past, like, week. I've gotten stupid, right? Like, I'm putting, you know what I mean? I'm putting $500 on an international soccer game at 3 in the morning now. Um, I'm all over the place. I'm stepping up large on, like, at one NBA game. And if it loses, like, the Knicks Heat series is really frustrating. The Miami Heat have always been a nemesis of mine. Same with the Dolphins. I don't know what it is. The Dolphins and the Heat, like, if I pick them to win... They lose. If I bet them to lose, they win. Bring it. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Wow, that was close. You can be the center. Hey, settle down. Dwight Powell's the center. This is his portrait. Giant gave him Renzi. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people of Buffalo, and everybody else in between. Uh, a lot of basketball uh, talk to get to. We'll share our picks uh, for tomorrow night, our thoughts, even though I tell you what, I was just talking about the Miami Heat being a nemesis of mine. I don't like what I've seen from the Knicks, but I have a feeling if I if I go, oh, yeah, you know, listen, I was on the Knicks on Saturday, so now if I'm going to take the, uh, the Heat on Monday, watch the Knicks show up now. I don't have a good feel for that series. You know, I figured that the Knicks would win the series, but I didn't love it. But I figured, listen, you know, I mean, the, the, the Miami Heat have Jimmy Butler. Kevin Love's like 82 years old. Kyle Lowry's 83 years old. I, it's It's amazing that the Knicks are losing this series, but they're not playing very well. Barrett's giving them nothing, not very much. You know, he's, he's okay, but he's not he's not stepping up. Randall's been terrible. Brunson's inconsistent. Um, the bench has been getting crushed. That's been that, and that's, that's the thing. You figure Miami would not have a lot of depth, but the, the bench points have been a big deal. You know, that was a big difference. We'll get back to the NBA. I want to get to the UFC. But um, and recap last night's card. Something though, there's so much going on. We're caught up in the playoffs, but they announced the FIBA Basketball World Cup um, groupings. So this is the precursor to um, <clears throat> to the Olympics. You got to get through this stuff and to to get to the Olympics in uh, in Paris in 2024. And how late is that going to be with Victor Wembanyama playing playing at home in France in the Olympics, and he's going to be in the NBA. For two years, then by the time say so he'll be two years through his NBA career, uh, by the time the Olympics happen, but some interesting groups uh, here: the United States, the United States is in Group C. They're playing in Manila, so they're going to be playing in the Philippines, USA, Jordan, Greece, and New Zealand. So Greece means the U.S. are going to be playing Giannis. Which that's going to be that's going to be epic. Um, Greece can ball, all right. Greece, uh, Greece can. You know, they they have good basketball professional teams in the Euro League, and um, obviously Giannis takes this extremely seriously. <laughs> so, like, um, and and coming off the disappointment with the Milwaukee Bucks, he's he's not going to be playing around, all right. Like this this international basketball stuff is so cool. I mean, we enjoyed the World Cup. We just saw the World Baseball Classic. Um, so the USA is in Group C, USA, Jordan, Greece, and New Zealand. New Zealand are pretty good, too, right? We bet on New Zealand basketball. 
yet clearly the U.S. and Greece are the class uh, here of that group. As far as Canada is concerned, I don't know what it is. Canada, you know, Canada always seemingly gets screwed and put in tough groups, like, all the time. Like, remember the World Cup? Two of the two of the teams in their group ended up making it to the final four in the semifinals. Canada are in group H, and they're in a group with Latvia, who can ball. Latvia, like, shoot threes and stuff, but Canada should be able to beat them. Lebanon are beatable and, you know, whatever. And France, who are loaded with NBA players and including Victor Wembenyama. That is in Jakarta. Canada, Latvia, Lebanon, and France. As far as the U.S. roster is concerned, it has been announced who's going to be trying out for the team. There's a training camp. They, they you know, I mean, because players get hurt and stuff, and people pull out, and stuff happens along the way. So they need to stack the roster, and then it's process of elimination, and not everybody makes the team that's invited to camp. Right? Like, they're basically, like this is going to be the Olympic team. You know, they're setting up the the next Olympic team uh, here. So the uh, training camp invitees for the United States, Bam Adebayo, these are the confirmed players that are going to the camp. Harrison Barnes, with all due respect, he's not going to make the team. Uh, Bam Adebayo, Harrison Barnes, Jalen Brown, De'Aaron Fox, Joe Harris, Kyle Kuzma, Brooke Lopez, Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton, Donovan Mitchell, Mason Plumley, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum. So the Celtics core are all in. Uh, P.J. Tucker, Miles Turner, Kemba Walker, and Thaddeus Young are all uh, who are going to the U.S. Uh, training camp. Obviously, some of these names uh, we know. Uh, some of these names we know are not going to make the team. I don't see how P.J. Tucker makes the team. Uh, like, come on. Like, you mean, and you don't need a tough guy in international basketball. So that's it's not the NBA. Like, you're going to get kicked out. <laughs> so but it's international ball. It's different. We don't need PJ. So I'm just saying, but that's those are the players that are being, uh, that's the, that's the, um, those are the teams that are going to the training camp this summer to make the team. And the, the, the games are in August. As far as Canada, Canada is. You know, pool of players is as deep as the United States, so it's a little bit more clear cut um, as far as who's playing. Andrew Wiggins, obviously, his um, you know he's had a tough year personally. Andrew Wiggins didn't say he's not playing, but they're not counting on him. He's got personal business to attend to once this uh, you know the NBA season is over. But I think if Canada qualify for the Olympics, Wiggins will play. Canada are pretty much locked in with their starters. They like this five. It's been a successful five. And their starting five is uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Jamal Murray, R.J. Barrett, Kelly Olilnik, and uh, Dwight Powell. And it's basically you'd figure, well, you know what? Your front court's not great here, but it's international ball. Olilnik is a good player. He's a good passer. He fits this system. We should note Nick Nurse, former Raptors coach. Nick Nurse. Sounds crazy to say former coach. But uh, Nick Nurse, even though Nick Nurse is not the coach of the Raptors anymore, he is still the coach of Team Canada. And he's still, like, he, he, he's coaching. So they got a good coach. They got Nick Nurse. 
And Matias, this team is built around the guards, bro. It's built around Gilgis, Alexander, and Murray. You know what I'm saying? And so, but we're they're deep Canada, so they, and they're going to rotate. But this is where they come in, and you've got a nice wave of players that come in off the bench here uh, with Ben Matherin, Dylan, loud talker Brooks. Dylan Brooks is on the team, <laughs> and he's playing. He's confirmed. Uh, he said, he's, he said, I just, you know, I, I, if, if I'm not a free agent, and he is a free agent, but don't kid yourself, Dylan Brooks is getting signed. So Dylan Brooks, Lou Dort, uh, Nickel, uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Ben Matherin. It's a pretty good team. Like, it's an NBA team, right? Like, if this was an NBA team, it'd be a pretty good team, right? It'd be a playoff-caliber NBA team. Compared to the rest of the world, Matthias, they're pretty good. And even though France have Wembenyama, they have Gobert, they have Seng. France are good. That Canada-France game is going to be a battle. Like, each group has, like, one really good game in it. That's going to be a good game, Canada versus France. And USA versus Greece going to be lit. Gabe, man, to tell you the truth, I think Canada is that third best team in the world right now. And you know what? It could be the second. If it's USA, then it's uh, Spain. And I guess you could say Canada. You know, that roster that you just named, top to bottom, it's a damn good team. They can shoot and score this roster, right? That's the one thing you could say, that they can shoot and score this roster. Um. You know, Jamal Murray, Gilgus Alexander, Ben Matherin. Like, they've got guys that can light it up quickly. They've got some big bodies that, you know, can play international ball. Basically, what it is, that that's you know why that's their five? Because that's the five that's played together the most and showed the most loyalty to the program. You know what I mean? Like, every like Jamal Murray's been in all the time. Gilgus Alexander's kind of like the, the – he's way into this thing. Like, he's really, like – He's proud to play. He wants to play. He's down. He likes that he's like the star with him and Murray, the the, the guards here. That's lethal, though, man. It's a nice guard combo. Jamal Murray and SGA on the same, on the floor together. The late night anger management crisis is portrait. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. We're listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Let's roll. The late night anger match. My class this is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Marinci. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We're kicking it Sunday, bloody Sunday. The biggie, Eric Cohn, is going to step up and in and uh, join us. Um, I see Arsenal were victorious, and uh, Arsenal now trail Man City by one point. They trail Man City by one point, but Man City have a match in hand. 
So I don't think uh, Arsenal going to be able to pull this thing out. We're going to need a miracle. But, uh, hey, like Al Michael said, do you believe in miracles? I want to get to the UFC card. So the UFC card was uh, was last night in Newark. And we spent a lot of time talking about Cejudo and, uh, and Sterling. And, um, Matthias, you ended up, uh, you know, you changed your mind like three, four times throughout the week, um, which is never a good sign. All right. I've said this before and I'm going to say it again. If football is what football, I'm telling you, anytime like there's a football game and you don't really like it and, you know, but you're kind of forced to bet it. It's like a Monday night or a Thursday night or, and you flip flop and you don't really know you're more, more often than not, you're going to end up losing. And I've, I've noticed that, especially with MMA betting, at least with me, I've known over the years, most of the time, you know, like when a fight is announced or like you see the odds for the first time and like most of the time, my first reaction is always right. Like if, you know, and I don't always have like a good reaction, not, you know what I mean? But if I have a reaction, it's like, all right, this guy's going to beat that guy. Like I know, I'm like, oh, I like that fight. And I'm normally right. When I start to flip-flop and I'm not really sure and all that, and I got to be honest, though, like I liked Cejudo in the fight, but I was also concerned about the ring rust of being off for three years. That's a significant amount of time, bro. And you're fighting the champ here in Sterling. So I think, I un, number one, I underestimated the cage rust for, for, for Cejudo. And I also underestimated Sterling's improvement as a fighter, Matthias, because, you know what, there were times where he was controlling a gold medalist Olympian on the ground, like wrestling and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, he's pretty well-rounded, man, and it was, yeah, you know what I mean? It was a, you know, it was, it was a close fight, but even Cejudo himself said it was a close fight, but he won the fight. He said, I, he won the fight. I have no complaints about the decision. He won the fight. And I like Cejudo's honesty, Matthias. Remember last week I talked about what I liked about Cejudo was just his, his, his athletic pedigree, his desire to win. But age catches up to you, man. And inactivity catches up to you. And you saw his words after in which he said, I don't know, man. I'm kind of confused now. He said, I thought I could come back and win this and then go to 145. And it was pretty damning when he said, he goes, how can I go to 145 if I can't beat uh, Aljo? And he said, you know, it's not disrespect against, he didn't mean to disrespect against Sterling, but then Matthias, it was the kiss of death. He started talking about his kids. Well, I got a kid coming. <laughs> like, <laughs> so in other words, you know, I overestimated Cejudo, underestimated Sterling. Yeah, that's the way it went. Giving, you know what, Cejudo, he fought a good fight for his age. I got to say, he fought a tough fight. He made adjustment, but at the same time, Sterling was better in all areas. He was stronger. He was faster. He controlled the fight, like you said. Henry did fight with some energy in there, landed some good combos, had a great takedown, but you know what? He didn't do anything with it. That's when I knew the fight was over. You know, he had great takedown, didn't do anything with it. Aljamain reverses it, ends up winning round one. Right there and then, I'm just thinking, man, Henry's a little old right now. He, you know, he, he, he isn't the same Henry that beat that TJ Dillashaw back in the day. No, and that is it. One thing to train is another medal. thing to be in, well, in gold, the cage. He right? won the gold medal in 2008. You know, all this, oh, he's a gold medal wrestler. It's like in two, that was 2008. I was a senior in high school in 2008. That's a long time ago, Gabe. 
you know, and you're an athlete, you were an athlete, you know, once an athlete, always an athlete, but, you know, 18 and 32, so that's, that's a lot of, it's a lot of years, <laughs> a lot of things happen between those ages. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wish I was 32 right now, still, I gotta tell you, but uh, props to Sterling, great win, and now it looks like it's gonna be, it's gonna be O'Malley, right, O'Malley and, uh, and Sterling, for the record, N- not many people. I looked at best fight odds. Like no sports book really has. I was looking. Best fight odds is pretty good for like advanced fights that haven't happened yet and stuff. And you know, some books will throw odds up. There is a tentative odd up. One book, uh, one place in Europe put a lineup minus two forty sterling favorite over O'Malley. And hard to bet against Sterling at this point right now. I got to tell you that. It's a scary fight because O'Malley is, you know, he can land, Gabe. He's a great striker, great timing, uh, knows how to get in, knows how to get out. But at the same time, he can't get taken down. And Sterling is a specialist. You know, when a specialist can take you down and keep you down. O'Malley hasn't earned a title shot, but he's getting it because of his fame. I get it. So, yeah. but I don't. I don't think he's been in enough wars, like to go. Like Sterling's been in wars before, bro. That yeah and stuff. You know what I mean? He's been through a lot. Like you know what I mean? I don't think. I don't think O'Malley's ready for this, to be honest. Well, was Conor McGregor ready for That's Jose Aldo when they gave him the Aldo fight? I kind of think he was because he beat Chad Mendez. But at the same time, you know, they, it wasn't like they gave him the hardest route to get to Chad. It's funny Mendez. too. That it's also in Boston. That's where the fight's going to be. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's great, though. Sterling, Sterling you know, the, and O'Malley. This is good for the UFC. It's good for the fans. It's a fun fight for the fans. It's it's going to be crazy. And, you know, I, I'm going to want to be there to tell you the truth. That's one of the fun parts. The media right will there. hype it up. Exactly. Like, uh, Sterling is learning, too, that if you talk smack a little bit and stuff, people pay more attention. I think he's a good guy, so I don't think it's in his nature to want to be, like, a, a jerk-off, so to speak. But... It'll be a lot of smack talk leading up to this fight for sure. They're going to sell it. We all know the UFC loves uh, loves uh, O'Malley, and that's why they're putting this. You know, they're putting the Irish kid in Boston against the New Yorker, which you know it's it writes itself. It's going to be cool. Um, so listen, I was on Suhuda, I was wrong, but I only played three fights, Matthias. I didn't bet that much. I played a couple of totals too, but we were right about my boy Jordan. Uh, Charles Jordan gets oh it done God. against Gracie. That was, you know, easily, obviously. Um, Gracie needs to get cut. That was pathetic. And you know what? In his fight against Cub Swanson, I didn't really think that was that was all that great either three years ago. You know, it, it turned into a, into a bloodbath, into a fight everybody loves to watch. But it wasn't very, I don't know, it wasn't a, a fight filled with talent. I guess Cub, Cub Swanson was talented, but Crone was just a punching bag. And then this past weekend, you know, on Saturday, you know, he's, like Dana said, it was a time capsule back to 1995. You know, I don't, I don't get it. He, he's not good with the fans. He's not, he's not good with, you know, with the camera in his face. He's not good with interaction. I just don't see the reasoning behind even signing this guy. Oh, Jordan gets another nice win. It's too bad I would have liked Jordan. It's too bad he wasn't on the, um, the card coming up in Vancouver, actually. Which we're still waiting for odds for, uh, to be honest. Hey, but you know what? He he had such a great fight, and he made it look so easy. He called out Edson Barbosa, and I think that was awesome because that's a great setup fight for him. I think he he could win that fight, and it's a fight that everybody's going to want to watch. Yeah, you know what? It's exactly. And if, you know, the UFC rewards people, they like it, Matthias, when you do that. 
Like, they don't like when guys, like, you know what I mean? Oh, the, whoever they give me and stuff. It's like, yeah, whatever, dude. That's why you're going to wait forever, right? No, you got to go out there and take your shot. I want to fight this guy. Make it happen, right? And and so I like it. I don't mind him calling uh, calling his shot. But one thing that we did get right was Muhammad, I told you. And um, I know that Burns got hurt, but so what? It is what it is. People get hurt. Dude, like Muhammad, this is the Leon Edwards story all over again, Matthias. I'm done underestimating Bilal. I've yeah, underestimated him the last two fights I have. They always give him anymore. different styles that think, oh, this this guy will get him. This is going to be tough for him and stuff. He even took this fight on short notice, anyone. Yeah, Gabe, and you know what? He fought the fight with a bum foot. Did you see his left foot? Oh, my God, there was a softball coming out of it. And that was even during the fight. That happened before the fight. He was limping at the weigh-ins. He was limping all over they UFC. They can't justify embedded. the Colby stuff. That's a bunch of crap that it's, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm if I'm Muhammad, I'm putting my foot down. Now. I'm not, like, he has to get the title shot now. I've, yeah, but we know it's not going to happen. And it's the same reasoning behind Sean O'Malley getting the title shot next and him being the automatic title contender. When, uh, in, in, all, in my opinion, it should be Corey Sanhagen. But it is what it is. You know, it, it's about the money at the end of the day and the popularity. And, and America wants Kobe Covington, even though the numbers don't say so. But that's what Dana believes. But Dana also said that, that power slap, uh, you know, is the best thing in the world. <laughs> I like, though, what Dana said about Covington. You all say that, like, he's my, you know, like, I'm a fanboy or I, I treat him special and stuff. He's like, that's not true at all. I don't do it at all. And then he goes on to say why he deserved that fight. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, the reason that Colby wasn't fighting was because he got attacked by Masvidal. I'm thinking, dude, like, really? Like, you know what I mean? That was, that was you know, it's, let's be real. Yeah, he is your guy, but we all know it. It is what it is, and it's not new, so, but it's, it's, it's unfair, right? Like, what, is a guy supposed to win 13 fights in a row? No one wins 13 fights. Like, you know what I mean? You got to win 10 fights in a row. And, well, you know, we'll see about your title shot. But let's give the guy with the tattoos that says stupid things. Let's give him the shot. That You know, it is what it is. We all know the rules coming in. The fighters do. And it's sad but true. Fighters need to talk a little bit of smack. You know, I don't think you need to be disrespectful about it or at least, like, you know, like over the top. But you have to say something. Otherwise, they just won't pump you. Like, they, it's not a sport where, like, your performance matters. It used to be. Not anymore. The big era Cohen steps up and it is his portrait. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Sunday, buddy, Sunday. This is Sports Rage. I am Diego Baranci, Sirius XM Channel 159 of the Sports Grid Radio Network. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. Let's do this thing. We got the Big E, Eric Cohen, former colleague of ours and partner in crime on the uh, the old school 
uh, late night anger management class, TSN Edge and uh, Cohen is on the way home. He went out to watch the Toronto Maple Leaf and the Florida Panther game. I believe he's in the back of a taxi uh, right now. Cohen, thanks for joining us. I know you have to be a little bit uh, shell-shocked right now as the Maple Leafs are down 3 nothing and completely screwed. They're definitely completely screwed. It is a Sunday, bloody Sunday indeed, and I just got to wonder where on earth was the effort, the passion, the drive, anything. I mean, you know, good five minutes. They, they start the game off well like they did in game two, get the lead. Um, played a decent, I guess, in that first period. But, man, oh, man, like the top players, you know, there, there's $40 million for those top four guys. And it just was an unacceptable performance by Mitch Marner. Austin Matthews, you know, hit the post in the first minute then really was silent for most of the rest of the game. Um, you know, not much again out of Tavares, out of, out of Nylander, O'Reilly. He had some um, inexplicable turnovers. Um, you know, you lose, you lose Samsonov on a – on a fluke play by Shen, but you know, the problem is it was a giveaway that started that play. And if they don't turn it over that rush doesn't happen. So just a, a very somber, somber night because now unless they can uh, summon their inner 1942 Maple Leaf uh, team that came back from three, nothing down to beat Detroit in the series uh, this year is going to end. And it's not going to be a very pretty ending losing to a Florida team. That was a wild card team and a team that I'm sure the Maple Leafs thought they could beat. Yeah, don't don't um, don't think that Panther fans and everybody else, all the Leaf haters, don't remember the Leaf fans outside. We want Florida, right? We want Florida and all of that. Now you've got uh, the Florida Panthers, and you know, Cohen, you could look at this result and you could say, well, you know, it was a three-two game and stuff. Nah, like they were terrible. Like they were yeah. lucky it was a three-two game. They were absolutely terrible. And I don't understand. There's a couple of things that stuck out to me. I don't get why they don't get that you need to work in the playoffs, yeah. Cohen. Like, yeah. what part of this don't, like, you figure at some point they would say, you know what, these the Panthers aren't even as good as us, but they're kicking our ass. Why? Wow, they're working a hell of a lot harder than we are, guys. Right? Yeah. Like, like at what point do they realize, like, the, the Marner, the Matthews, uh, the Nylander, do they realize, I need to take this to another level, otherwise I'm going to, you know, I'm going, I'm going to a pool party in Vegas next week and not playing hockey uh, anymore, and they don't. And the other thing that was really, you know, stuck out to me about tonight's game, Cohen, everybody was trying to be a hero and or they play, they play like it's a regular season game, Cohen. You know what I mean? Like they're passing the puck around like in desperation mode. Like there was once when Nylander, instead of shooting, he tried this crazy nice pass and stuff. It's like, bro, we're not, you're not playing against the Blue Jackets on a February night here, man. (laughs) Like this is the playoffs, Cohen. They just don't know how to play playoff hockey. No, I mean, you know, an example, a good example of what you're saying is watch the Edmonton Oilers play. Every time the Edmonton Oilers play, Leon Dreisaitl is giving it every single thing that he has. And, you know, yeah, Connor like It's McDavid, the last game of his life. Like, he's always right. laying it like it's the last game of his yeah. life, Dreisaitl. Yeah, yeah. And, and Connor McDavid, listen, he hasn't had the same playoff that Dreisaitl's had. But, you know, McDavid has, is always playing against the top checker, and they've done decent jobs against him, uh, especially in the King series with, uh, with Deneau. But, uh, you know, listen, you watch the Oilers and, and you, you see a team that is, you know, skating hard, giving it everything they have. They're, they're, they're all over the place. And they're a team like the Leafs. They've got – the Leafs have that type of talent. And you're just not seeing that out of Toronto. And, listen, yeah, it, it's not acceptable. Um, you know, I know that Dubas and Keefe – you know, Keefe has said he's, he's been baffled watching them in this series. Dubas is clearly frustrated because they, they know what this team's capable of. 
They know the skill they have. They know the, the, the next level this team can get to, and we're not seeing it. And as a Leaf fan, man, oh, man, is it frustrating. Um, you know, NHL is a salary cap league, so it's not like you can blow something up and no one's taking John Tavares' $11 million contract next year. I mean, in the past, when the Leafs have wanted to get rid of contracts like Patrick Marlowe and, and, and Peter Morazic, they've had to give away draft picks for people, to, for people to take those players. So, you know, you can't get rid of players with these high tickets. And the Leafs have a few of them. And so, which means that next year, you know, they'll be, you know, tinkering and stuff. But this, this is it. This is what the Leafs have. This is the team that's got to show up in the playoffs. And what we've seen in this series is absolutely not good enough. And it's not even close. The biggie, Eric and kick it with us. I am Gabriel Morancy. So, you know, the Leafs and the Buffalo Bills have often sort of reminded, um, you know, I think there's a lot of similarities. They, they remind me of each other. And it was sort of like last year, Cohen, and I'm not a Leaf fan for people tuning in, but I'm a Buffalo Bill fan, and Cohen is both, unfortunately. Yep. <laughs> but, but, you know, Cohen, like last year, so when, when they lost to, to Cincinnati in the playoffs, yeah. it's sort of like, I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? It's like, honestly, we're not going to fire McDermott. We're not no. trading Josh Allen. Like, what no. do you do? Like, I it's am. almost it's like, man, there's nothing we can do besides – Guys, effing stop losing all the time. Like, well, and, you know, you know like funny. if it's being exactly. like, that's yeah. what I'm saying, Cohen, about Dubas. I don't blame Dubas. Dubas no. put together a good hockey team. I don't even blame yep. Keith. What the hell do you want him to do? Keith used to play with passion when he played. Like, yep. he, I don't know, Cohen. Like, and what you, it's not like, well, let's trade all, let's let Austin Matthews walk or let's, let's break this team up and trade Marner or something. Marner's a great player. Matthews is a great player, but something's not working, Cohen. It's no. just factual. You know, you brought up the Bills, and you remember the tantrum that uh, Stephon Diggs had in the Cincinnati game. And, and you know, he said afterwards, I'm just tired of the same beep every single year, right? And that's how you got to feel if you're the Maple Leafs. You need someone like that to say, like, just to stand up, throw something, kick a garbage can. I don't know what you got to do, but say, guys, this isn't good enough. Every damn year, it's the same crap, and it's not good enough. It's not going to work going forward. We need a lot more out of you, 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 and you. And, you know, I don't know. At this point, it's just, I don't even know. I don't know what you do, as you said. I mean, it's going to be the same thing year after year. And what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And that's where the Maple Leafs are right now because, you know, it's going to take a a miracle for them to win four games in a row. We're not seeing any signs that that's even humanly possible. To me, it reminds me of that Raptors team the year before they won the championship, right? Like, they had all these expectations. They were a one seed. They were playing a, you know, a cast team that weren't that good. Toronto was a two-to-one favorite. And what happened? LeBron swept them. And and Masai Ujiri said, enough's enough. I can't do this anymore. We can't do it. We can't that's a great them. comparison. And right? you know what? Like they had Kyle Lowry. Right now. Yeah. They had Lowry and DeRozan. It was sort of the same thing. It's like, well, yep. DeRozan's a good player. He's scoring 25 points a game. People love yep. him. And Masai saw, we're not winning. It's the same yeah. thing every yeah. year, over yeah. and over and over again. So I get it. I, you know, that's that's what's frustrating. Listen, the series isn't over yet, but it kind of is. I mean, let's be real. And, you know, everybody buried the Leafs Cohen when they were down 2 nothing. I don't know if you saw me on Twitter. I said, this series not over. And I actually said on the show, on the TV show on Friday night, I said, I think they're going to come back and win the series. I said, you know what I mean? They're going to win on Sunday. It's going to calm yeah. everybody down. They're better on the road but they just don't have it. And no. to blow, to score first, give it back, get the lead again and give it back. It's just, you know what I mean? At some point, it's just exasperating. 
Yeah, uh, I, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, we've been through this, and 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 we, we you watch it. The effort tonight uh, again. The, you know, it's funny because it's like the second game in a row. You start so well, and you know, you you just have to wonder why they can't sustain it. Like, why are why are they able to start on time? Have you know, be able to. Uh, do the things they have to do at the beginning of the game, and then all of a sudden they just can't—they can't do it for another 50 minutes. It's just unacceptable. Like you know, they had seven shots on goal halfway through the hockey game. That's not good enough. It's not going to win. And if they continue to go this way, it's going to be over on Wednesday night. And you know, you're going to look at it and say, "Wow, they slayed the dragon and they got their first playoff series win." But it's just not—you know—that you get an opportunity like this where. Boston, Colorado, Tampa Bay, they're all out in the first round. You were the they were the Stanley Cup favorite after the first round. And to go out the and to go out the way they're going out, it is absolutely pathetic. I can't believe that that they actually were, right? They that were. people yeah. people bought into it and oh the you know the, the Leafs, the Leafs should be the Stanley Cup favorites right now. And Edmonton, Edmonton are Edmonton were as well. But you know, like you said, Edmonton show something. There's nothing to like you notice. It's the same thing over and over when the Leafs lose, right? They just sort of have the same answers all the time. Yeah. You see when the Oilers lose, they're, like, angry for real, real. Mm-hmm. Like, you can see. Like, Woodcroft is angry. There's there's an intensity about them that they – there's just a different level. It is what it is. Um, they're, I don't know. I was going to say, can they win on Wednesday? But probably not, right? What do you think? They're probably I don't think that. so. I think the season's over. You know, I, and you look at Edmonton, and, you know, they're up 5 nothing. Against Vegas in Game Two, and the and the. Can you Golden believe that Nations. game didn't go over, Cohen? I had the over I, six I'm and a half. Shocked. I, I'm shocked that game didn't go over. Um, but you know, Vegas starts. You know, they start taking some liberties, and you see what Evander Kane does, having a guy like that, right, with the with the body punches, and then after the game goes off, saying if they're gonna, you know, mess around with us, you know, that's what they're gonna get. We're we're not backing down. They don't care what the score is. They're gonna play till the end of the whistle, and I think that that's. The difference between an Edmonton team and a Toronto team, you just didn't see it at all tonight. There was no spirit. There was no fight. Um, it's, uh, it's, I mean, the adjective, I think I've run out of thing, negative things to say. <laughs> I mean, like, how many times can I call them pathetic in one phone call? But you know, that's just where we are. The biggie, Eric Conner, right, Cole, we'll get you out here in a couple of minutes. On a more positive uh, note, it was a rough week for the Toronto Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. You know, blowing the lead to Seattle, uh, getting swept by the Boston Red Sox. But they go into Pittsburgh. They uh, they get the job done. Uh, they sweep the uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. And uh, they're on a three-game win streak uh, right now, 21-14 and 14 after 35 games. Tough schedule this week, though. Things don't get any easier uh, on the road. What what do you make of uh, the Blue Jays' week? And at least they stopped a little bit of the bleeding here, Cohen. I've got a thousand dollars on the on the Jays to win over um, their season win total. So every I, half, yeah. yeah 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 every win counts, Cohen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> every win counts. Like I, I yeah. I'm like I, I I'm not happy when I see them lose uh, like uh, five games in a row. No. Ninety one and a half or ninety two and a half. I think I didn't. Ninety one and a half when when it closed. Uh, yeah, I got ninety one and a half. That's right. Yeah. Ninety one and a half. Yeah. Uh, listen, the Blue Jays, that the series in Fenway was pathetic. I, again, going back to that, uh, that that word that I like on this phone call, uh, especially because you mentioned, you know, they should have swept Seattle. They, they, you know, blew the game against Seattle with a big lead. And then they had opportunities when those first three games at Boston, uh, the fourth one, Dossman just got lit up. But credit to the Blue Jays in this series against Pittsburgh. Every single starter came out. Um, and it wasn't, you know, Manoa and Dossman are their one, too. But it was the three, four, five. It was, it was you know, Bassett. 
and Barrios and Kikuchi that all had strong starts in Pittsburgh, all three of them. Um, and, you know, it's good to see that a few of the guys that have been really struggling offensively, uh, Dalton Varsho's turned it around, George Springer's starting to hit, and Brandon Belt had a tremendous series in Pittsburgh. Those are three guys that have been uh, really ice cold for a few weeks. So that's the real positive. Obviously, you got to hope that the, the Vladdy injury does not land him on the IL. He missed the last two games. Uh, they're saying it's minor, so hopefully he's back in the lineup on Tuesday. But, you know, I like this Blue Jay team. I do. I think that, uh, you know, one to nine, it's a solid lineup. I think one to five, it's a really good rotation. I worry, obviously, that, you know, from a few people I've talked to that work in baseball, they, they, they think that maybe Manoa's issues are, and I think Max Scherzer talked about it, some of the guys that aren't premier athletes are struggling with the, the pace of the game having to just go out and continue to throw and not being able to take a break and take a breath and take a step off the mound. Great point. Yeah. And I think that's what, that's what Manoa's problem is. I mean, that's, you know, I'm not going to body shame him, but he's a bigger guy and he's not used to pitching, you know, throwing a pitch every 12 seconds and not don't let him hear you. Don't let him hear you say that because he's going to say, I don't know who the hell Cohen is. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) He's been going up for this and in a good way, but we're up against it here. Cohen Uh, right now to Biggie, Eric Cohen. Uh, Cohen, always a pleasure, my man. Great stuff. Thanks for joining us. I know it's a rough night. Thanks for joining us, bro. Yeah, anytime, Dave. Take care. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Sunday Mix and Sports Talk Radio. And down the stretch they come. And down the stretch we come. Interesting comments uh, following uh, the basketball game tonight. Nikolai Jokic uh, got into it with uh, Matt Ishibiaba. Ishibia? What's the uh, Ishibia, the owner of the, the new owner? What is it with owners of the Phoenix Suns? Last the Sarver guy was always in the news too. But um, he was asked if he thinks he's going to be suspended. He's like, for what? <laughs> like what he said. He said, for what? Um, they said, well, you push the owner of the Suns. He goes, the owner's a fan. He said, I don't know. Who, like, basically, I don't know who he is. He's a fan. And basically, he touched me. So I don't, like I said, I said this earlier. I think, listen, the odds makers always are a step ahead. And if they had if they had legitimate concern, if they thought the Jokic was going to be suspended, the Nuggets would be five-point favorites like they are right now in Game 5. And I said the same thing earlier. I don't think he's going to be suspended for this. But uh, there was a little hostility, actually. I didn't even get to F1 in Miami. Man, Red Bull and uh, Verstappen and Perez has just been a dominant run. They've won every race of the season. I don't know if Max Verstappen is the best racer ever. Uh, you know, I want to get. I'm going to get an F1 expert on. I want. I want to talk about this. I don't know, right? 
I always thought that Michael Schumacher was the best that I saw and stuff. You know what I mean? Like the the dominance of Schumacher. Yet Verstappen just wins all the time. And, like, when it's all said and done, Verstappen's going to break a lot of records at the, the pace that he's on right now. What I'm wondering is, like, Verstappen just some sort of amazing, amazing, like the best driver ever? Or is it just, like, our Red Bull, like, the best team ever right now? You know what I mean? But either way, you make money betting on them. But uh, Ross Chastain punched Noah Graxon in the face. And you know what? I know that Chastain's hated by everybody and stuff, but Noah deserving to get punched. He got in his face. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.